Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host today, Maria Retan, and it is great to be here on this Thanksgiving week, and I am so glad you could join me. Hopefully you haven't left town yet to go see uh, the family and eat a little turkey, and you can listen to the show today. It's going to be a fun one. You can catch the show every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Our focus is marketing to women. Each and every week, you will learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, each and every week, I try to share a little bit of something about women that maybe you didn't know before you tuned in. Today, our topic is sustainability, green, and do-good companies. So with that in mind, here are some statistics. The National Association of Home Builders reports that 71% of those who buy green homes are women. Not surprised by that. This is an interesting little tidbit, I thought, though. When it comes to what women are looking for in men, a U.K. poll for the men's magazine Nuts, love that topic, Nuts, says that caring for the environment is the number one thing that women are looking for when it comes to men. Second, it's a good sense of humor. So men out there, if you're listening up, start, start caring about the environment and you might have more dates. That's my big tip of the week. Another interesting uh, tidbit coming up uh, from the Good and Green Marketing Conference, which is happening actually uh, next week after the holiday, 63 million consumers are eating organics, driving hybrids, and buying fair trade morning lattes. And that makes up 30% of the American market. So more and more of us are willing to spend uh, an astounding like 20% premium on clean and green products. Amazing. Just amazing. Sierra Club, you know what? The membership is up there, nearly 33%. I mean, you just the statistics just keep happening, keep growing, and obviously show that Americans, especially American women, are really in tune to this topic. It's even impacting our purses, and I thought that that would just be a perfect topic for purse strings. Foley and Karina, they, they're a, kind of a, a high-end bag company. They have what's called the Country Tote, and it's made of burlap, which, of course, we all know is biodegradable. Now, check this out. Cost is $400 for burlap. I don't know about you, but I think I'm in the wrong business. I should be making burlap bags. I think that's a steal. A couple of other companies, EnviroSacks and Of The Earth, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they make green accessories from reclaimed rubber, hemp, recycled billboard, vinyl, things like that. Um, they've got some purses out there, which is, leads me to our purse profile for the week, the Enviro Gal. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to purse strings before, each and every week we take a deep dive into a specific consumer segment. And keeping with our theme of green and sustainability, the Enviro Gal is a woman in her early 20s, early 30s, 
They have about a moderate income, but they're extremely environmentally conscious, and they're focused on buying organic and supporting green causes and companies. That's about 3.4 million women out there. The median age is 34. Of course, they're college graduates and single, no kids. Average um, median individual income is about $30,000. Now, as you can imagine, these are women who are very responsible towards the environment. They're concerned about social issues. They're passionate about social initiatives. They're incredibly curious, and they're keeping up with fashion, and not just any fashion, but environmental fashion, such as the designers I mentioned earlier. And they're willing to make a statement. And they do so when it comes to what they buy. When it comes to retail, they're checking out L.L. Bean in Patagonia. Um, They're at Ikea. They are driving Volkswagens, Kias, and Scions. They're buying fair trade coffee and Method. Um, They're buying Neutrogena, Olay, and Dove. And they're, they're at Trader Joe's trying to get a good deal on the things that they, that they buy. When it comes to trying to get in front of these women, you're going to find them mainly on cable and magazines and websites. They do watch network television, but not as much. So they're reading Shape, Self, Jane, Re- Real Simple. They're watching the Discovery Channel, Bravo, the Independent Film Channel, and BBC America. They're watching, you know, like I said, The Office, Frontline, Grey's Anatomy, like the rest of America these days. But they're really online. They're getting their news from the WallStreetJournal.com, USAToday.com, Expedia, MySpace. They're they're definitely part of the social network. So marketers, listen up. If you want to try to latch on to these women who are environmentally conscious and obviously willing to pay more for products that are good for the earth, you're going to want to get online in front of them and in their magazines. Well, that leads me to the natural segue for my guest today, and I'm so thrilled to introduce Jennifer Rudolph, Public Relations Manager for Transfair USA. Now, those of you out there know them as the Fair Trade Certified folks, and of course, with us talking about green sustainability and do-good companies, who else should we be talking to but the Transfair USA people? So you're going to learn today everything you need to know about this movement before joining the fray. I think it's particularly uh, topical this week to be talking about green and sustainability during one of the biggest weeks of the year for overconsumption and gluttony, don't you? I think it's just perfect time to be talking about it. So stick around. We're going to be back in just a minute with Jennifer Rudolph from Transfer USA. More purse strings when we come back. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. XY7.com. Do you have a website? X- XY7.com. Would you like to convert your clicks into cash? XY7.com. Is the affiliate network that pays you daily? XY7.com. Not all website clicks are the same, but they're all worth money. XY7.com. Join today and start earning cash now. XY7.com. As guaranteed commissions, you'll get paid even if we don't. Go to XY7.com now. Convert your website clicks to cash. 
faster than a speeding bullet. It's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Welcome to Life Tips. Susan Tate, 101 Entrepreneur Tips. Do you have your ear to the ground with hot businesses? I think blogs are doing amazingly right now. I know several people who started blogging, giving up any other sort of businesses because their blogs have become so popular because they're providing the revenue stream coming from affiliate marketing, ads, and other business partnerships that they're creating with other businesses. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. First Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And welcome back to First Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan. And as I mentioned before, I am so excited to have with me Jennifer Rudolph today. Jennifer is the Public Relations Manager with Transfair USA. And for those of you who don't know about Transfair USA, they are the only third-party certifier of fair trade certified products in the U.S. Jennifer, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I think you, um, you may have missed a little bit of what I had to say about your organization earlier, but I think it's really great timing to have you on this week, the week of Thanksgiving, which has been traditionally the week of gluttony and overconsumption in the U.S., so to talk about sustainability, green, and do good companies. First, it would be great if you could tell the listeners out there a little bit about Transfair, the organization. Most of us are familiar with Fairtrade Certified, but just in case we're not, can you, can you talk a little bit about Transfair? Sure. We are a nonprofit organization based in Oakland, California. Uh, Transfair USA is the U.S. member or licensing initiative um, that operates under the fair trade standards that are set by the Fair Trade Labeling Organization in Bonn, Germany. So they are the umbrella organization for international fair trade standards. There are 20 licensing initiatives around the world, and we are the licensing initiative in the U.S. And you're pretty busy these days, I would imagine. I mean, we fair trade certified are. is just, I mean, booming. It's everywhere. So obviously yeah. you're, you're doing a lot of work to keep it in, on the forefront. It's exciting to see it turn the corner, definitely. Well, I know that there's this huge growing popularity of organic, uh, natural, and sustainable products and services. I was sharing some statistics a little earlier in the program about just the boom out there. Uh, And you know about that firsthand because uh, before you joined Transfair, you were with the organic and natural products industry. Can you talk a little bit about um, the target consumer for that organization's products? Uh, for the industry, for the organic yes. industry overall, mm-hmm. sure. Yes. Well, you know, the um, it's grown considerably. So I would say now uh, the mainstream consumer pays more attention to organic than ever before. But um, historically, we've always looked at what we consider to be the LOHAS consumer. LOHAS stands for Lifestyles of Health and Sustainability, and it primarily talks about a consumer or uh, 
really a, a psychographic of um, people that, you know, the, the age range is quite broad, the ethnic diversity is quite broad, but pre predominantly it talks about the population uh, in the United States of people who are fairly well-educated, socially conscious, uh, probably in the more affluent demographic range, um, willing to pay a premium for products that they know are doing good, generally time-deprived because they're usually juggling uh, many things, including a full-time job, family, other responsibilities. So they care about what they put into their bodies. They care about the environment. They care about social causes. But they need solutions that are tangible and quick. Yeah, in fact, the, U the U.S. organic food industry says that um, $13.8 billion in consumer sales um, was the total in 2005, which is like like almost a 300% jump over just eight years ago. So that really shows what you were mentioning, that this thing is just, just booming. You know, obviously, we're a marketing to women show. What, do you feel women are ac actively seeking products that are green and organic or manufactured by a company that's socially conscious, just based on your experience there at Transfair and with the organic and natural products industry? Can you talk a little bit about women? Absolutely. I mean, it's interesting because uh, traditionally it's rare that uh, we market a product exclusively to women, but we all know that women are 80% of the consumer base, and they're the movers and the shakers in the family um, as well as in their communities. And so, and of course, I personally believe that women tend to be smarter and more socially conscious and, and drive a lot <laughs> so of friends. Jennifer. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess I'm biased, but um, I think that, uh, of course, you know, women tend to be socially conscious. I think they care, you know, if for the example in the organic industry, uh, really took off when women started to be more aware of pesticides and baby food. And, of course, they care about what their children are eating. So that was sort of the segue into it. And I think from there, um, women care about their communities and they care about the planet and they think in those terms. So um, it makes sense to not specifically tailor a product to women, but to know that you know women are going to be uh, the main the main population uh, buying products in stores. Right. Overall, I mean, you know, we've been talking about the boom of this movement. What what do you really think is driving it? Do you think that the public is demanding this, or do you think that the media is fueling the demand? What What's the push-pull here? What do you think is really driving this organic green movement? I think it's so many things at this point. I don't – I, I would say it's – it's certainly debatable. I think that uh, on a grassroots level, the activists have definitely brought a lot of social causes to the limelight um, in a really good way. And I think that was the, in the impetus for how the fair trade movement got started in the first place. Um, I think with fair trade, as well as the environmental movement, the organic food movement, um, you know, the exposure of uh, problems, food scares within the food industry, ranging from way back to ALAR and apples to more recently mad cow disease, have spurred on a lot of awareness and concern for where people's food comes from. And then I think beyond that, a lot of marketing and PR that's happened within the organic and natural food industry has certainly um, just drawn more of a connection between people and their food or their products, um, which is a great thing. You know,
know, I think we have been so disconnected from the origin of our food for the past several decades and moved farther away from that. And now um, with the regained popularity of farmer's markets and, uh, you know, chefs that are shopping locally for food and incorporating organic ingredients into menus, there, there's an increased awareness as well as uh, Whole Foods Market and a proliferation of artisanal and really beautiful uh, premium quality products that are natural and organic, it's really increased this sort of awareness to uh, more sustainable food and products. And, it's, yeah, and it seems like everywhere we, we look, it's in the news. I mean, we, there's entire conferences devoted to the topic. I know I mentioned at the top of the show next week, there's this huge good and green, the green marketing conference on the 29th and 30th in Chicago. And they're going to be talking about how to engage environmentally conscious consumers with their brands through a variety of ways. So, I mean, there's there's this entire conference. And then those of us who were watching NBC just last week probably noticed there was a little green peacock in the corner because NBC was doing an entire week of green programming, which is just amazing to me that they devote that much time and effort to you know, in, infusing their programming with green messages. I mean, I suppose I shouldn't be too surprised since GE kind of led this way to reduce its emissions. Um, so I know GE, who owns... Uh, NBC has, has just kind of been at the, the forefront when it comes to industry, but it just seems that it's everywhere. I know I was reading um, just the other week, um, there was this huge women's conference in Long Beach. Um, in fact, I think they call themselves the largest single-day gathering of women in the entire country. There's like 14,000 women that come. And Audi was there. Uh, another car company trying to get into this conversation about living green. They they hosted an entire panel on the topic. Um, so, you know, we see these kind of these odd matches of NBC and Audi and an entire conference. And I think it gets to be a lot for people to sift through. I mean, what do you, do you think women especially are becoming a little bit more skeptical, being bombarded by so many messages in so many ways? I don't know that women are becoming skeptical. I think that women are smart and they know how to ask good questions. Um, I think it can be a confusing climate to navigate because certainly there is a barrage of messaging out there. There are a barrage of products, and it is sometimes difficult to know what to choose. But I think the encouraging thing is that um, from the business perspective, I think that businesses are recognizing that it's no longer okay to simply focus on a profit margin, that the triple bottom line is becoming actually a mandate. And so I think companies are recognizing that in, in order to compete in this business world and to be sustainable, it's important not to just focus on profit, but focus on people and the planet as well. And um, I don't know that women are becoming skeptical, but perhaps they're being becoming uh, more savvy and learning uh, what questions to ask before mm -hmm. choosing their company or product of choice. Yeah, good point. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about companies who want to jump into the green conversation when we come back. We do need to take a quick break. Uh, so stay tuned. When we come back with Purse Strings, Jennifer, I'm going to talk to her a little bit about how companies ought to begin the conversation of green, the things you should avoid the things you should be aware of before you jump into the fray when Purse Strings comes back. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Howdy, boys! 
and you girls too. I'm here to talk to you about Milnick Media, the best CPA network, period. They sure know how to deliver, and I know something about deliverance. Now, you want to get paid? Damn right you do. We'll make sure you get your money. Milnick Media's got support people who know their ass from their elbow. Need a new jet ski? How about one of them new Fangle Plasma TVs? Well, Cousin Jeremy here will hook you up with our performance rewards program. Email submits, zip submits, ringtones, hell, we got them all. Yeehaw! Hey there, it's Cousin Jeremy. Get on over to M-I-L-L-N-I-C-Media.com and we'll have you so happy, you'll be squealing like a pig. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. Mr. Scott, I can't get any more information onto our website. I'm doing the best I can, Captain. There's no more room on the servers. It's gonna blow. Evaluation, Mr. Spock. The logical answer is Lunar Pages. Reputation, reliability, and legendary 24-7 support makes Lunar Pages the host to cling on to. Did you say cling on? Aye, Captain. Sign up at LunarPages.com and get $700 off coffee cup software absolutely free. If you call, they will answer. Lunar Pages it is. Beam us aboard, Mr. For out-of-this-world web hosting, Lunar Rocks. Sign up for web hosting with LunarPages.com. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back, and you are listening to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan, and I'm joined today by Jennifer Rudolph, Public Relations Manager with Transfair USA. They're the Fair Trade Certified People. And we've just been talking about the green movement, the exploding popularity, the number of messages bombarding women, and the company's growing awareness about going beyond the bottom line. Now, Jennifer, I know when we talked before the show, we we both read the same Fast Company article. Those of you who haven't checked it out, This month's Fast Company is a a full-blown, multi-page spread featuring the 50 ways to green your business. And some of the companies that are mentioned, I mean, you're going to know the names. They're GE, Walmart, Target, General Mills, Dell, P&G, Coors, you name it. They're all in your home or you've purchased their products. Jennifer, what would you say to companies that currently aren't Looking, I mean, they may be looking to green their corporations, but they haven't gotten into the green discussion yet. What should they be wary of? Um, well, I, I would say uh, what they should pay attention to are their, of course, their competition, um, and pay very close attention to the consumer and their purchasing patterns. Um, there are a lot of different ways for a company to be green too. So I think that regarding their own you know, bottom line and what they can afford, sometimes it's uh, a graduation of several steps in the process of becoming green. A company can have, you know, a a carbon offset in their factory or home plant, or they can produce a green product. And as we all know, even though your product itself might be 
organic, uh, doing the packaging around it, uh, the delivery of it. There are so many different facets that are to be considered that it's almost impossible to go immediately green from zero to 100%. Yeah, and I think that people out there are, are looking for those green washing stories. I think as you, as you talked about earlier in the show, women are smart. They're getting really savvy about the types of questions they ought to be asking about these companies that are making these claims. What so so if I hear you right and if I understand what you're saying that if if you have a, even a small green story it's okay to talk about it but there should be a certain amount of transparency about that I would say uh, it's a little bit of a of a tough call I mean I think that of course if you have true benchmarks that you're making toward being green it's great to talk about it and I think it's important of course if your you know your packaging is uh, Recycled, and you're, you know, making paying an extra premium for that. That you should put a label on your package, touting that. But um, to do something only for the purpose of improving your marketing platform is not enough. I mean, I think that uh, consumers are becoming more aware of it, and they want things that are real. So um, I think touting things just for the sake of touting it is is not authentic to um, the green movement. So for those companies out there that are considering their green messages, their green story, and let's say they have a valid one, how do you suggest that they get their messages out there to their target consumer? I mean, what's the best way, the most, I guess the most valid way that's going to be well-received um, for these companies to start getting into the conversation? Well, it's, it's a really broad question. I would say it really depends on the type of company. I mean, if it's a consumer goods company, you might start with the, the package itself and just, you know, labeling things appropriately. Um, I think this is where certification makes a lot of sense because it's a very simple way to let consumers know what's behind your product. Um, and since consumer goods is what I know the best, I'll just focus on that for a minute. Um, beyond that, um, you know, marketing around that product, whether it's through promotions, doing a promotional month, or an effort, you know, to offset it around a cause marketing platform, it, it have all been done before. And I think, again, it's just mainly coming from the strategy. I think if your strategy is to better reach your consumers, then you really just need to understand the consumer and the shopping pattern and, and the trends. So I think... Um, Companies who are new to the movement really need to pay close attention to trade shows, um, the expos that you've been discussing, these festivals that are out there for consumers and industry, and just be out there as much as they can to really absorb what's going on so that they know how to enter into this environment. Have you noticed any backlash at all for those companies that have done a really poor job? Maybe they didn't really have a valid story and they've really been greenwashing. Do you think that that does a disservice for those valid companies out there or those organizations such as Transfer USA? Has there been a backlash at all? I think there's a lot of skepticism, and I think the term greenwashing is thrown a around a lot, sometimes inaccurately. I mean, uh, what greenwashing is is really dependent on who you talk to. There are people who think that a large company that brings on one fair trade certified product is greenwashing. I think the argument could be made that for those companies, they need to, you know, they need to test market one product SKU and track it to make sure that it's it's successful and sustainable before they, again, take additional steps toward uh, increasing their presence. Um, I think that. Uh, 
you know, again, companies need to take many small steps in order to kind of have a greater platform for being green. If let's put the shoe on the other foot. Let we do have some general consumers out there who do listen to this show. If I'm a mom out there and I'm, you know, I'm I'm really starting to dive into organics and green and sustainability and I'm I'm really looking for the best products for my children, my family because we all know as you said that the woman's the really the one that's going to make that purchase decision most likely. What should I look for? Um, not only what the company is telling me, but, you know, the certification that you mentioned. What are the, the obvious signs that I'm doing, I'm going to be purchasing products and services from a legitimate company? I mean, I think, again, um, just paying really close attention to labels. Um, there are a lot of claims, you know, the term natural has become pretty diluted as more and more companies incorporate natural into their packaging. So, beyond just saying natural on the cover of, of on the product title, you need to really read the ingredients and make sure that you know what you're buying. And I think the same is true for really understanding what labels mean. Um, I think that there are labels out there or claims, whether it's, you know, you can't actually claim organic anymore because there's a certification that has mandates around it. But you can claim to be fair trade without certification. So um, if you really, you know, are concerned about making sure that what you buy is what you think you're buying, I would definitely consider doing some research and taking the time to read product uh, labels as well as ingredient lists. Mm -hmm. Great, great tips. Well, I did want to point out before we close, it's just not moms that are looking at this market sector. It's baby boomers, millennials. I saw some recent statistics that say that they're twice as likely to associate their own personal values with companies and brands. So as we look to companies that are green, that are uh, looking to become more sustainable, be more environmentally conscious, there's just a huge, huge market out there that is still, I think, largely untapped, even though we're seeing these huge numbers pop up. Um, so word to the wise, um, go out there with a message that you can back up, be transparent, and um, you know, get the certification that you need to communicate your validity to your target consumer, wouldn't you say, Jennifer? Absolutely. Transparency is really important. Well, we're going to need to wrap it up today, but thank you so much for being on, especially this holiday week. I know time is tight, but I think it's such an important issue, green sustainability and what it means to consumers and what you can do as a company to really um, enter this conversation and be authentic in the co communications that you share. So thank you so much. And to learn more about Transfer USA and the great work that they are doing, log on to transferusa.org. Thank you so much for my producer, George, for another great show. And join us for another edition of Purse Strings this time next week. Uh, check us out then, and we appreciate you checking us out today. Make it a great one. 